0: Welcome to The Padre's Chair, an insightful commentary on current reality presented by Dr. Tim Schroeder. Sometimes controversial, always reflective, The Padre's Chair will consistently nudge you to consider current reality through the lens of truth contained in the Holy Scriptures and will always move toward the piercing two-word question, so what? Here's Tim with today's topic. A couple years ago, a good friend and colleague told me he was doing a series of talks based on the concept of lament and the book in the Bible bearing that name, Lamentations. I was shocked because I've never heard a series of talks on Lamentations and, in fact, have only rarely heard even vague references to the subject. His thesis was that in 21st century Canada, we have pretty much lost the art of lament we've lost the ability to express hurt and disappointment and grief appropriately. And the consequence of that loss is that rather than address our dark moments directly and productively, we have instead developed a tendency to try to escape them and pretend that life is okay, even when it's clearly not. I think my friend was bang on the money. It's a rare person who knows how to complain Well, Last week, I tuned into a church from Ontario whose services I follow online and refreshingly found myself immersed in more than half an hour of gut-level honest lament. Lament over a number of disappointments, but in particular over the situation our whole world is facing today during this time of COVID-19 and all the losses it is dealing us that exercise of lament forced me to admit that I usually don't handle my own disappointments very well. I'm part of a culture that is used to having things go pretty much my way. And when they don't, my response is rarely healthy. We haven't learned how to respond well when we find ourselves in those intersections of life where our plans, dreams, and hopes crash into reality. And that is what this podcast is all about. That's today's critical junction. The most likely suspect for writing at least some sections of the book of Lamentations was a guy named Jerry, or more formally, Jeremiah. He has another whole book in the Old Testament that bears his name, and it's to a brief section of that book that I want to focus our attention because almost miraculously from thousands of years ago, Jerry gives us a gold mine of insight on how to face our current COVID reality far more productively than most of us otherwise would. Now for those of you who like to follow talks like this with a Bible in your hand, you'll find the core ingredients of these next few moments emerging out of Jeremiah chapter 29. The date, is approximately 597 BC. The situation? Some 3,023 Jews had been taken from Jerusalem to live in captivity in Babylon. And in that mess, a stream of advisors had emerged telling them that they should just wish those hard times away, that the whole deal was a hoax, it wouldn't last long, so don't worry. Pretty much all the historians who've commented on this situation are agreed that the false advisors were telling the people that Babylon was about to collapse, their captivity would soon be over, they'd be back home enjoying the good times before they knew it. <laughs> Sound familiar? Just hang on. Things will be back to normal before we could expect them. The problem is that that kind of attitude never addresses the reality of the mass, and consequently never finds redemptive and productive ways to journey through it. It's into that situation that Jeremiah steps with a completely, and I mean completely, different message. Here's the heart of what he said from Jeremiah 29 verses 8 and 9. He said, yes, this is what the Lord Almighty, the God of Israel, says, Do not let the prophets and diviners among you deceive you. Do not listen to the dreams you encourage them to have. They're prophesying lies to you in my name. I've not sent them, declares the Lord. Interesting way to put it, isn't it? Don't listen to the dreams you encourage them to have. You see, they don't care about the truth. They don't care about reality. They know what you're dreaming about. They know your hopes and your aspirations. So they are just telling you what you want to hear. And that's not very profitable. And they they weren't even politicians trying to gain your vote. They were just engaging in typical happy talk, saying, everything's okay. It'll all be back to normal quickly. So don't worry. And Jeremiah comes along and he says, not so fast, not so fast. In fact, if you read the whole account, he says, this could go on for like 70 years. So you better figure out how to address reality and live well in it. And his approach, his approach is 100% counterintuitive. It's 100% radical. It's 100% against the grain. Because rather than wishing hard times away, he says, you can learn a healthy way to live in hard times. And that's our goal. If you hear nothing else in this podcast, I hope you hear that. You can learn a healthy way to live during COVID-19 or whatever other mess has managed to creep into your life. Now, before we go any further, I've got to confess, I don't pretend to know the details of what you are facing today. It's a pretty safe bet that you've had some serious disappointments, that you have some hard stuff to deal with, even this very moment as you're listening to this podcast. But I'm not sure what they are. And neither do I know how well you're handling your hard season. You might be doing great, or you might not be. You might be trying to wish it away, deny it, escape it, or blame Dr. Bonnie Henry for it. So while I freely admit I don't know any of the details of your situation, I do know this. These are hard days for all of us, individually and collectively. Let's just name it. 2020 has been a grueling year. And so I'm just going straight to the bottom line. And I'm going to ask, in this hard season, are you willing to join me and take a little advice from a guy named Jerry who lived more than 2,600 years ago and spoke on behalf of God? If you're not sure, what I suggest is that you just listen to what he has to say. And then you can decide how seriously you want to take his advice. But I think he's worth listening to. So here's his counsel shared as a spokesperson for God. First, he says, when you find yourself in hard times, sink some solid roots down in case you're there for a while. Rather than putting all your effort into trying to get out of the situation, sink some deep roots in case you can't. Let me put it another way. When you find yourself in that intersection of life where your hopes and dreams have crashed into reality, resist escapist tendencies. Just resist the temptation to run. Instead, bear down. Ask yourself what your most deeply held values are and how they can help you live in your time of trouble rather than focusing only on how you might be able to get out of it. Almost all the conversations I'm part of these days focus on a longing for COVID to go away. Of course they do. That's what we all want. But unfortunately, very few conversations get beyond that and emphasize and focus on how to best flourish and thrive in the season we're in for however long it might last. Listen to Jeremiah. This is chapter 29 and verse 4. This is what the Lord Almighty, the God of Israel, says to all those I carried into exile from Jerusalem to Babylon. Build houses and settle down. Plant gardens and eat what they produce. Marry and have sons and daughters. Find wives for your sons and give your daughters in marriage so that they too may have sons and daughters. Increase in number there. Don't decrease. This is his advice to a group who all they wanted to do was get out of Babylon and go home. It was all they talked about, all they dreamed of. When will this captivity end so we can go home and get back to normal? I'm not sure how much of their conversation was just rambling on or how much it specifically would focus on how good it used to be back home. In, in my conversations, it's about and how many trips and vacations we used to be able to take and how many nice restaurant meals we used to be able to go out with our friends and enjoy and how many Thanksgiving and Christmas gatherings we used to observe in large numbers and, and on and on. And in the face of a bunch of false advisors who are telling them to just wish the hard times away, that good times will soon be back, Jeremiah steps in with a word of reality. He says, no, they won't. You might be in this for the long haul, so you need to learn how to thrive in these circumstances. I suspect you noticed how extreme his examples were. Build houses, he said. (laughs) Anyone built a house lately? Even a minor renovation? If you have, you know that he's not talking about a quick overnight fix. Plant gardens and, and trees. You don't plant a tree if you're planning to leave next month. Marry, have kids, and and grandkids. like That takes time. He's saying, face your current reality as if it's going to be your long-term reality. Don't think just about escaping. Think about making the best of the moment you're in in case it lasts for a while. That's such contrary advice and such good advice. For the last... 20 or so years, I've enjoyed doing some long distance running. Now, I'm not trying to give the impression that I'm vying for Canada's Olympic team or anything like that. I, I run at a turtle pace, but I enjoy getting out to run. One of the most embarrassing lessons I had to learn as an outdoor runner in the city is what to do at a red light. You've all seen us out there jogging on the spot, trying to look busy, all the while frustrated at having to stop our run. The truth is, those red lights can be very productive times if you figure out how to use them. Our whole world is at a red light these days. Almost all normal activities are on pause. And Jeremiah says, rather than grumble and gripe and wish it would pass... Find some productive ways to spend the time because it might be here for a while. That's his first advice. Second, he says, when you're in a hard season, invest in making the hard time better for others. Make it better for others. Human nature, my nature, and yours is that in a tough season, I tend to focus on what I am missing, what I have lost, and I turn my attention inward. Jeremiah turns that upside down. He says to the exiles, Hey, when you find yourself in a foreign country, invest in the foreign country. Because if you make the climate better for them, everyone wins. I think I know myself well enough that if I was taken captive into Babylon, I'd probably curse Babylon. My tendency would be to sabotage it, to wreck it, to protest against it. And Jeremiah says, I want you to do the exact opposite. Verse 7, after telling them to live positively and build houses and plant gardens and raise families, he says, also, also seek the peace and prosperity of the city to which I have carried you into exile. Pray to the Lord for it, because if it prospers, you too will prosper. He uses some strong words here. Seek, the the literal translation is a strong verb that means to seek diligently and urgently. And then he adds, seek the peace. It's a word that we've all heard, shalom. It means the total well-being. They were to really put all their energy and effort into seeking the complete well-being of Babylon. Don't curse it. Don't wreck it. Do everything in your power to make Babylon a better place. Because if you do, guess what? You live there. So you win, too. I'm just going to get direct to this moment. The anti-maskers and the anti-vaxxers and the protesters who can only complain about what they individually are losing during this time are failing to see that if we all invested in everyone else, we would all win. We've sort of grown blind to the words that Jesus gave when he said, love your neighbor, failing to realize that doing so makes better neighbors and better neighborhoods. It's a better place for everybody to live. So here's a challenge or two. In step one, I didn't say it directly, but the challenge was clear. Figure out how you can productively invest in hard times for yourself. And in step two, just expand that and put on your creative thinking cap as to how you can invest in others during this hard season, making it better for everyone. Third, in hard times, it's a bit disappointing that this needs to be said, but it does in hard times, face reality. Just refuse to live on Fantasy Island, pretending that hard times aren't real. We are living in a world crisis. Previous generations have had their turn, including a couple world wars. But this is our first real test of anything this big. And it's amazing how many of us, after all these months, still don't get it. Psychologist Henry Cloud uses a term that I used in the last podcast. He says he's discovered that a lot of people are allergic to the truth. What a convicting phrase. One of the first essential elements in a healthy lament is to admit the pain. These are hard days, and they contain loss and pain for all of us. That is our reality. In verse 8, Jeremiah says, "You know, This is what the Lord Almighty, the God of Israel, says. Do not let the prophets and diviners among you deceive you. Don't listen to the dreams you encourage them to have. They're prophesying lies to you. They are trafficking in nothing but wishful thinking. They're pushing you to pretend that the hard times aren't real. And that pretension limits both appropriate grieving and creative thinking. You know what? It's not wrong to sit down and actually make a list of what you've lost during this time. To consciously admit the pain and and the hurt that you are feeling. It's not wrong to even tell God that you're upset, you're angry, even at him. Healthy response does not take place as long as we keep denying how we feel. And so Jeremiah says, Face that reality head-on. Okay, one more. Let's rehearse where we've been. In difficult seasons, establish solid roots in case you're there for a while, or stated differently, resist escapist tendencies. Second, invest in making the hard times better for others. Third, face your reality directly. And fourth, look bigger than the immediate situation. There's a tendency in difficult circumstances to be blind to anything but those circumstances. It's possible to forget in the turmoil of current reality that there's a whole lot more to life than COVID-19. Jeremiah takes a bit of a turn in his words to the Jewish captives. Let me set it up this way. If you were in that situation... What would you think is the best possible outcome for them? Oh, that's easy. You say the best outcome would be that they could return back to Israel, back to Jerusalem. In our situation, what's the best outcome? Easy, an effective vaccine that would put an end to this pandemic. And without a doubt, those outcomes are desirable. But Jeremiah says, don't go there too quickly. Because there's an even higher value that could be found. He says, even better than escaping your hard situation would be if you would discover God in your hard time. If you could discover that although separated from your homeland, although separated from your temple, separated from your army, separated from your king, separated from your family, although separated from everything you think you need in order to thrive, if you discover in that that you're not separated from God. You'll be okay. And what makes Jeremiah's teaching so radical is is that that took place in a time where the gods were believed to be territorial. And so everyone equated the God of Israel with Israel, with Jerusalem, and drew the conclusion that if the exiles were taken out of Israel, if they were taken to Babylon, that they were consequently taken away from their God. And Jeremiah says that's not true at all verse 12 says then you'll call on me and you'll come and you'll pray to me and i'll listen to you you'll find me when you seek me with all your heart i'll be found by you declares the lord even in babylon even in COVID. and i know i reversed the order And those of you who actually know this part of the story couldn't believe that I skipped over this part. I didn't skip it. I just delayed it. But it's in that set of circumstances that verse 11 has its ultimate meaning where we read these well-known words. For I know the plans I have for you, declares the Lord. Plans to prosper you and not harm you. Plans to give you a hope and a future. When you hide that truth deep in your heart, there's a calm peace peace even during the height of the storm. These are more than challenging times. These are hard times. Much of your life and mine can be defined these days by a sense of profound loss. And it's okay to admit that and grieve it. It's okay to lament. And there's a way to flourish even in hard times like these. I hope and pray that some of these ancient truths from the Bible will provide you with hope and a nudge to trust God more intimately as you navigate this intersection where dreams and reality crash. Thank you for listening to this episode of The Padres' Chair. Bookmark the site for future episodes, and if you find The Padres' Chair helpful, pass it on to those around you.